and today we're using the universal microphone. We're on the air. First question. I'll be there. I'll be there. Actually, I'd be interested in feedback from you. Just feedback. Why? Why just me? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be just you. Okay. What? She's sorry. Don't take it personally. Feedback related to not not just for the purpose of just saying stuff. I'm not asking for that. I'm saying so. I'm I'm thinking about the conversation last night, really, which is about preparing for the intensive. So, feedback related to that. What I need to be doing, what I'm not doing, what I could pay attention to differently. I don't know. Whatever you whatever you have to say. Or, I mean, there's something else. But I'm thinking mostly for in response to that conversation. Does anybody have any instant feedback? Go. Please tell us what you heard from last night and what you're thinking about in terms of using or trying. And the feedback then would be more applicable to directly that. If you want to tell us the kinds of things based on what we talked about last night, what you might be thinking of experimenting with or implementing or testing like that. Okay, so I'm, so here's what's working on me is um, two things particularly, really three. One is your suggestion that we take that list and begin to work down it or use it as a tool to pr to prepare for the intensive to be sure that we all know what the things are on that list so so looking at what's my how can I contribute to that and be and make sure that that happens uh, hold a space for that to happen and an, an intention for that to happen without having it be some rigid agenda so that's one thing so a second thing is what I said to you, to James, and which is that, which was to either do the work or get out of the group, to either shift something, really shift something, or get out of the group, and that we're being irresponsible in supporting his not doing anything. And so, so I, I wanted to so I've been questioning what I do with that outside of this group who were there and heard that. Do I, do I then take this to the rest of the group and say, this is, the, this is what I said, this is the stand I made. And I also want to say that for maybe one of the few times in my life, that, that is not personal. And that's in a way a new experience for me. Really, when I said that and I left the training thinking, that was not personal. I know it felt personal to you. But it, it is not personal. Um, and I heard you 
in some of the things that you said in that, I don't know why I'm going here, but anyway, I heard you in some of the things you said in that, in your demand. And, and I was aware of your interpretation of things, of people and feedback and so on. And I saw how much I do that. And that's what I thought I went there that's what I said in the beginning of the event that what I went there for what I've been aware of is this piece of taking things personally which is believing it's not even assuming it's believing that people have that people are plotting and scheming and deliberately doing things to me and and mostly I believe that about people (laughs) that I love it's not about strangers it's about people whom I ought to trust and believe have my best interest in, in heart and and how much I don't believe that so I think I you know I had said that to Amanda and she was worried that I didn't get what I came for and I said I totally did I just got it in the sort of like went in the front door instead of the back door in a way because that would have been going in the back door to process that and talk about that and what I heard was um if I, if I came from infinite respect for all people, then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't even be having thoughts about what are they trying to do to me, and you know. So it's like it just felt like I turned it around. I'm just saying that because I felt that in your demand, and wonder if you do the same thing, if you attach interpretations and stuff to. So anyway, so back to the thing which is that seems my feeling about what you're the opportunity that's available to you is consistent with what the opportunity that's available to me just to do the same thing essentially which is to not sit in that group and watch things not happen or not contribute to anything happening or to to step out of and not not hold a space that you know that's I I do that so I guess I'm answering my own question in that I am going to say it to the bigger group. And I'm and um and I hope that I'm not alone in keeping the heat on you. And in and then in doing that to you, that means I have to do it for myself. So um So then the the third thing would be just this thing about then just looking at where where are the I don't know what I slippery places or gaps or holes in how I'm working or not working and um, and knowing that a lot of times my commitments are in my head rather than actually working or that they're, you know, sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. So, so does that. What I, would, what I got from last night that would be valuable for people to be doing between now and the intensive is actually using the alternative or, or new dimension experiments or activities day-to-day in our laboratories, personal, professional laboratories, implementing new 
the implementing modalities from previous intensives into our present day laboratories and our work in a massive way, in an upscale way, so that it's not like who somebody was describing coming to the intensive as being um, it. It wasn't the word. There was what did he say? That it's like. Um, I can't remember how he said it though, but it, it's like we like um, we don't look at this as like the real like life. Our life isn't like the real thing. It, it, we make like the event or the intensive like the real thing, and then we go back into our lives instead of like our lives being where it's really happening. And we just go into the event or we just go into the intensive to get some coaching or feedback or fine tuning or whatever. And then we go back out and do our lives. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was proposing is to live our lives as if we were in the intensive, in our lives all the time. And then come to the intensive to just have a conference about it. But where it's happening is in our lives and that's where we're actually you, we have enough exposure to the kinds of things that we might bring into our lives that we could bring them in we have enough exposure to that already we already have enough context and ideas and language and capacity and ability we already have enough of that to bring a lot more things maybe into our day-to-day environment so that would be a really valuable thing to do and then come together like this, or at, like I said, one or two meetings, and say, okay, what are you doing? What's your new experiments in your laboratory that you're doing, that you got from the intensive? Are you using, you know, Porky Pig? Are you using, you know, Shifting Identity? Are you using Generating Story? Are you using Legend Making? Are you using Declaring, you know, Orthogonal Realities? Are you using, et cetera, et cetera? that now and then there will be a greater necessity for the intensive when we come to that It'll be and I tried this and hit a wall immediately or I tried this and it never end you know it never diffused the energy all dissipated and everybody got confused and we couldn't hold it together or whatever the thing is <clears throat> then there's some something really to practice but if we just come to the intensive having been in an ozone since the last intensive, back in the intensive again going okay let's take another small step well it could have been a thousand steps taken in between the last intensive but it's not something that anybody can do but us but you each individually so that would be something yeah it's like we've got so much to work with you know I've got a, a book that's almost full of information that we've learned that is specific you know and it's measurable type of stuff that we can work with and and it's like what I I just got that what I am have been scared of lately over the past couple of months at least in terms of my own laboratory and our work together is the fact that I haven't been responsible in putting to use what I've learned it's like if I don't be responsible about what I'm getting in terms of bringing it out to the world and making a difference for other people what's the purpose of me having the information it doesn't 
it's like it just sits there and it dies on its own and so unless i'm willing to like take a stand for making a difference for other people and use this you know start to really use this not just take it in and digest it for my own selfish means which is just having information and more you know ego about what i know and how i can walk in the world differently you know if i can like do something to make this real for someone else i've done something you know and so the challenge for me and i'm very scared about it because i, I know that there's going to be i know that i'm going to need to develop some skills about around getting you know dying and not being killed or being killed and not dying okay and that scares me but i know that i have the tools to deal with that also you know i know that i can do that and so um you know my challenge to all of us is like you know if we're going to take it to the next level let's let's make use of what we know already not be always wanting more wanting more you know and really you know the thing that immediately occurs to me when you say we we have enough information we already know all this you know some of the stuff i'm using i'm using the black hole i'm using listening as a space you know i'm using shifting the space um i am using splitting my attention um and i and so the things that i think are the next things for me to use like reinventing somebody or you know a bigger conversation or um shifting identity those are the so i think those are all and then you said i want you to say again what you told you said something last night about well the game thing and i don't know that so but i also now have the conversation of yeah but i don't know how to do those things if i knew how to do those things i'd already be doing them so you know is that really true that we know enough if we sit down with that list and say okay tomorrow i have a mediation and what i want to i'm going there and experiment on these people on shifting identities because i have somebody right now i that's what and i'll sit there a lot of times and think okay something else entirely different is possible what is it <laughs> oh so but i'm also i also am going to experiment with this with infinite respect because I think that's how I get hooked. I go in there initially from that place. I mean and and in most cases I can stay there, but there you know it's like every third or fourth time somebody hooks me. And then I'm into oh god what a pain he is. It's most always almost always a man. Um so I at least see that. <laughs> that uh so that's my question do we really know enough for example you know some stuff and you've been using some stuff and Sue knows some stuff and she's been using James and Kelly everybody here Vicky's been using some stuff and knows some stuff but i think it's not all the same stuff is what i think so i think that were you to share exactly what the experiment would be more and or what you want to try and somebody could suggest like my thing uh, for whatever reason what's coming to mind for me is for you to create an a, a skill practice your skill of being able to listen for commitment like, and you didn't mention that and I'm not saying you don't do that but I'm saying okay there's one area where you didn't mention that you could mention and and you go okay yeah I'm going to I'm going to be listening for commitment so there's what that means is you're listening as a space but you also have this kind of radar detector for okay, that's a commitment that you have 
And that's a commitment that you have. And you put the two to three together and you get a picture of what a person is really committed to. And then in your conversation back to them, in your conversation about the conversation, you communicate your commitment to their commitment. And out of that, something major can shift. So you have, then you do that with the other person. And then once it's been spoken, once it's been identified, this person's commitment and that person's commitment, I would bet you that at that level, the level of, the, of commitment, that there's a lot more similar between those people than dissimilar. That, that's always the case. And that's the, <clears throat> the overlap that is defined. If it is, I want the couch, you want the chair. That's not a commitment. When, well, but I'm saying it's, it's usually children. It's still not the commitment. The commitment is, I'm, I, my commitment is the children get the best care. Right. And, and, well, and I'm the person to deliver that. No. That's usually what people say. Yes. So that's what I'm proposing is an entirely different game. And in the new game, so the game world that we're describing here, who you are is a clarity machine. You sift through everything and you're only listening for commitment. So you're able to discern a person's commitment. So let's say a person's commitment is that for their their comfort and prestige that's what they're committed to or, or their commitment is for the benefit of the children or their commitment is for um, revenge and you you listen for commitment and there's I guess there's upper world commitment and underworld commitment they're both so revenge is an underworld principle and care for the children is an upper world principle so you, you can hear a mixture of that from each person. And you you know you make notes or whatever. You go, okay, I'm going to repeat back to you. This is what your commitment is. We're going to distill out your commitment. <coughs> so what I'm saying is that when, when you find, when, when people, when you repeat back, this is, you know, this is your, I hear your commitment is being this and this. And after they've worked through the revenge part and the power part or whatever, the, yeah, I'm going to mostly revenge, I guess. Then the other person finds that they're what they're committed to, what in terms of upper world principles. I'm suggesting that what you would find is that there is quite some overlap between up, similarity and upper world principles that both of those people are committed to. And you move, you shift the conversation to be about those principles, and your commitment is to fulfilling those principles. And okay, I'm talking not. Yeah, I would never use the word interest. I would never use that in that situation because it's so volatile. Is so personal and so uh, variable. Whereas a commitment is a commitment, and interest is something. Well, I'm not interested now. Yeah, you can't do that with commitment, and it, because it's a deeper thing. So I would I wouldn't work with interests. So in the game world I'd create in this conversation, interests are irrelevant. Feelings are irrelevant. You know, I'm interested in what you're committed to. And and drama triangle that's irrelevant. You know, you eliminate some stuff, and all of a sudden you're having a conversation in a domain that produces different results. And I'm not saying this is something you have to do. I'm just off the top of my head. This is an experiment where you could be working in that someone else might.
because they're they're working on something similar like that. And you, you get okay, oh that's okay, I get it now, and then you start to implement that, and then you'd be doing the same thing for somebody else. You know, you say, well, are you doing, you know, what about this? Like that. Because our way of working is a uh, they're based they're pretty ideal situations for us to be doing the experiments in. We have we have the laboratories. The laboratories are ready made. Have to have the laboratory to, to practice the skills, and that, so that's the value of the laboratories, even if it's you know a bureaucratic job. That's a laboratory, and it's an incredible laboratory to work in because you have so many people you can bring back to life. In terms of preparing for the intensive, that would be one of the things would be to implement more of that in in our daily lives. You know, like in so we could do that right now. So what what are you gonna what could you be implementing more from previous intensives into the work that you're doing? I could be shifting identities more because what I find myself doing is I go in and I'm the same every day and it's like I look at I look at it and I go well I'm doing the work on the bench but it's like that's just one aspect and there's a whole nother level that I could be going going to and I could be a different person in that in that in that in, in whatever area that I happen to be working and I've actually have practiced that some and and have been very successful uh, uh, but uh, but I see that there are other areas. It's like I picked one specific project that I was working on, and I said, "All right, I'm going to be totally different than I've ever done before in this project." And now that project's over, so it's now all right. Well, now what's the next one? So I see that it, it like I've practiced it, but now that I need to do it again, or do it, try to be maybe shift identities more within the day as opposed to within the project. So that's one thing that I see I can do. What are the jobs on the bench? Well, it's it's the everyday stuff that comes through that I have to take care of and make sure it's done. I don't consider that a job on the bench. Are you talking about routine jobs? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But making sure they're done with impeccability and integrity, making sure that you know that, they're, that, that the timelines are met, that things don't you know so hang an extra routine thing to you're raising the bar in the way you've done routine things. Yeah, I mean as opposed to waiting till the second time somebody asks me to do something, you know that's not somebody who's my supervisor or anything, just somebody out you know in the service, waiting till the second time they ask me for a key. Know, making sure that's taken care of as soon as they ask for it. Making sure I follow up on it after it's right after it's done. You know, making sure that as soon as I get the word that the key's ready, I make sure they know about it so they know they can pick it up. So it's that type of thing, as opposed to, you know, the way I used to be, the way I used to handle it, which was, 
you know, they'd send me an email or whatever, and I'd say, okay, and then I wouldn't do it until I got a second email that said, hey, you need to do this, or I need a key, and so, or whatever. So, you know, and the whole shifting identity thing around the uh, our operational plan, our business plan for the service. You know, last year, you know, last year I ended up getting written up because of the way I handled it. This year, uh, the lady who ended up taking control of it last year to make sure it got taken care of was so impressed with the way I handled it that it's like she didn't even read the whole thing. It was like, it's fine. Because, because I started when I needed to start, and I stayed on top of it, and I took the leadership. And, you know, she didn't have to worry about it. So it was like it was handled, and she knew it was handled. So like that. Who are you? I don't have a name, but I mean, I was a different person. I was, I was, what I was practicing was being totally on top of it, being totally, you know, impeccable with it, making sure that things were handled. I mean, I had a notebook that had all the follow-up information in it. I led the meetings to make sure it was done. I, I made sure all the, you know, I had the timeline. Everybody knew what the timeline was. I went to leadership with the timeline and said, this is what we need to have by this time. I followed up on it, made sure it was taken care of. I was going to say my first laboratory is really our family, our home. And um, I think the suggestion you made this morning about the TV is absolutely essential for all of us in the family because Kayla is watching as much TV, if not more, and I'm responsible for that because I want to go work on the computer and I turn a show on. So like, I, she's addicted to the TV as much as the rest of us. So the TV needs to go. And... Um, you know, we're not meditating. We need to be meditating. We have this beautiful altar that James created with his hands. And the day he put it in, we stopped meditating. Well, I don't know what that's about. But, you know, we created this beautiful room and then we didn't enter it. Like, what, are we not good enough? And so our, our home is our place to begin. I've really worked to clean out closets. I can't tell you how much shit we've collected in 10 years. But we had two homes. And we've crammed it all in this one, and it's still strewn about the lawn around the carport, and it's got to go. We've got bags of clothes to give away that have been hanging in the carport for five months. And so, like, I want to create sanctuary. And diet's the other area, and we're all sitting eating ice cream at night. And it's a regular thing in our home. It's out of control, and, you know, we can't. I can't even begin to think about what I would create in my laboratory with the kids because I'm dealing with, I'm creating shit in my house. It's like there's no sanity. So that's, to me, the beginning. And I'm ready for it. I'm getting my hair cut Wednesday. <laughs> you know, I haven't had my hair cut by a professional in probably seven years. I've just let it hang and trim it. So... And I'm scared about committing to al I'm really scared about that. I don't know why that terrifies me. But, uh, you know, I'm glad that I'll get to go with you on the weeks you're in town. I, I feel really supported in that. But, I mean, I feel like a big wind's coming through my house. 
and I, with the kids, I have been in so survival about just building up a clientele. I have two mailings that need to go out this week to the public school system and to the Christian schools because they're about to have registration. I want the teachers to have those flyers in their hand when they come into school. And, um, and I have a summer program that's my second one starting, and all I've thought about is, you know, what are the activities that work, but I've not held the context of what, how can I use the technology that I've learned in the intensive or even the, the event and bring it into that class space. And when you spoke about that last night about, oh, there's communication happening, and I haven't given any thought to that. So that's completely open. And, um, and, and I would need to be in a group like this thinking about it because I damn well can't remember most of what's on the list that you handed us at the intensive. You know, so that's where I'm at. And it's clearly shifting. I just wanted to offer something to you, Kelly, about like using the group because like you come to the group and um, do, you know, like check in and then make like a, almost like a dramatic commitment to sit and then you know it's like oh great and then you know like I think you're sitting and then like the next month you come in and do the same thing and it's like and you say I haven't been sitting in a month and it's I just it's like wait a minute or and like I hear you do that a lot with the food stuff also you know so like maybe there's a different way that you can use the group with that um, other than like making this commitment and then, you know, like remaking it a month later, it's like there might be a different way to do it that, um, I mean, like it, it doesn't look like it's, it's, it's giving you accountability or it's giving you support or, or creating anything for you by the way it's happening. So maybe there's another way to do it. Yeah. I was watching last night about this consequences in this pay thing and I was thinking yeah I have no accountability system and that's what I need because I, I'm not being accountable and I haven't set it up to support myself that way so I agree with you well I don't know that it has to be you know I don't know if it has to be money and even if it's if it's something it's like it's like you, you're still responsible um and and that may be it, you know. That may be it, and but and I think there's also though on the other side of it of something about the dramatic, um, like the dramatic commitment that you could look at. I don't do very well with any commitments, so they're all shit. I'm an addict. I'm a self abuser, and I have I have no control and. I'm going to Al-Anon because my commitments are shit. And I see that. Well, that's why I said that to you today because that's why I said that to you today instead of two months ago or three months ago because it's like things can really be different. But you're committed to abusing yourself.
Yeah, I was I was also going to say um, this conversation that I hear is like in other words, I want to put the same demand on you, Kelly, that Betty Lee put on James. And that is either ante up or get out. And the reason I say that is like without the without the practice and without like making a commitment to practice, we can't build anything. And anybody who's not willing to and I, I and when I'm out of town, there are times when I don't practice regularly, the way like I do when I'm in town. So I wanna I wanna first of all own that I'm willing to step up I'm willing to step up okay and sit every morning during the week you know I'm willing to sit every morning during the week at 610 and I'd like to invite you two to do the same and you know Now I want to talk about my laboratory. Um, <clears throat> Sixty or seventy percent of the time, I live in a trash can. My attic is filled with stuff that's been gathering dust, and by the date of the next intensive, I will have that attic cleaned out. My house is getting cleaned out. I'm getting rid of the things that are in my way. I'm making space for myself. Why are they going to take you three months? Because I'm gone two weeks of the month, and, well... I'll have it done by September 15th. I'm attached to some of that stuff. It may take me a little bit longer than it might you to get it done. I'll have it done by September 15th. Um, At work, I've been angry and I haven't to stand for serving other people at all. I've been really selfish and stingy. I have been a slave to my job and I've been so pissed off about it that play in the event or to see them play to talk about their other work like I get to meet with them occasionally and, uh, I'm not trying to put them on a pedestal I think I'm just describing a different format for interacting with the world which is uh, the world is kind of like a playground and if you go in the playground with all these great gym toys
toys and all this equipment and all these other kids, and you go there and you say, I live in a shithole and I'm beating myself up and everything's bad and nothing works. And it's like, who wants to come play with you? What are you enrolling us in? What's the world, game world that you're creating right now, right here for us to be a part of? Who's interested in living in that? You know, what, so, so what, I mean, when, when I'm together with, just for example, with Giorgio and Kenneth, we're, we don't talk about the shitholes that we live in. We talk about what we're creating. We talk about, you know, and then it's, then it's um, shop talk. And that's what this is like. Could be shop talk for you guys. Do you know what shop talk is? Can you say it a different way? It would be people who share a common experience and a common language working on the same project, talking about their project, talking about their work experience and experiments and, yeah, talking about their collective shared stuff they work on. At the level of nuts and bolts and wrenches and, and spark plugs and wires and things that blow up and things that, you know, have patches and like that. It's hot that level of so nobody here has talked about well I was having this conversation with a client and the client kept complaining about somebody who wasn't in the room so I took one step back and was in contact with them and I said I've been noticing that we've been talking about a person who's not even here in this room and they don't get to be the, the benefit of that. They're not here. So I'd like to not talk about anybody who's not here. And then they got really mad at me and walked out of the room. So how could I have done that better? Like that. Nobody's talking like that here. That's the nuts and bolts shop talk that you guys can have about the level of work that you're doing that would really be a benefit for you because then you can get some refinements in your methodology and your techniques and, your, and the skills to go back and try something different. You know, Sue was doing that, some in the event, where she was really getting into exactly what was going on with her and Chuck and how to work that out to create different results right then. You know, and she ended up with practices that are going to make a big difference for her in that experiment. And other people who weren't speaking so specifically about that kind of stuff will not, didn't get that benefit. So, so that's something that we can do here in this group is we can that instead of generalizing, fantasizing, complaining, whatever. I, I, I love that because that that actually is what I end up using Frank for. But then because I can't because he's really not a participant in this group, then where I end up going and trying to have that kind of conversation with him is then I deteriorated into then it becomes personal rather than than using tools and skills and so and then I've had the story of I can't talk to you all about what happened when I tried this because it's boring to you and you're not interested in it and it's you know and it's like you're not that's not your work and you're not really interested in that so I've missed the point of you are however interested in the experiment and and the 
circumstances involved in it don't have to be so meaningful. So I've missed lots of opportunities to have talked about things that I tried, didn't work. I came home and felt like a failure and didn't know, you know, whatever. And then tried to figure it out by myself. And even though our even though our laboratories are different, it just occurs to me that in listening to you talk about painting a doorway for some school group that you didn't think worked, then in talking about what it means to paint a doorway, I get to learn that too. So it doesn't matter that you tried it on a group of kids and that's not that's not my lab. So I so I get that. I like that. I need that. I need that. I'm dying for that. And I'm failing with that. And that, I think, is the thing that is that is making me want to quit. It's because I know that something, I do know something else is possible. And I have known. I could almost touch it. And I can't. And so, you know, then I want to quit. Last night, or I forget where, we were talking about the purpose of the meeting. I guess it was last night. We're saying, okay, you've got you've got a project to work on, and it looks like the project is to in, enroll 20 kids in the summer program so that the program is viable and the kids are served. That looks like the object of the scenario and whoever you're working with you're working by yourself on that you have a partner so okay so if that what we just said was the purpose it's just so linear and dry and and it's not so fulfilling or nurturing or juicy what would be juicy would be to make the purpose different from that but that's the project but it's not the purpose and the purpose is to find out ways start working together to invent ways for uh, people to make new decisions about their future and um, so you're building skills you and Christy are building skills or putting together a book or putting you know working together to learn how to reinvent um, reinvent the future for people like how, how to train people to reinvent their own future so every time you're on a conversation with somebody, it's not to get them to enroll in this school program. It's to bring up a, a purpose that's beyond just the mundane linear thing of collecting tuitions and buying materials and coming up with a curriculum, which is, you know, which is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but it's just not what you're really in the game for. So be in the game for what you're in the game for and make it about that. And then the project itself is just the medium in which you're working. That I'm interested in the children having an experience. I'm not interested necessarily in how much knowledge they gain. Well, that's true. That's true. I see that. But like I was thinking when you were, for me, we do this 25-minute hike. 
And what's not working about that is it's kind of cut and dry. Oh, here's the sycamore leaf. Do you see a grape leaf? And like, that's boring. They're enjoying the hike because they don't usually go on a forest hike. And they get excited because they see a colored mushroom on the ground. And so my, my instinct says, okay, make a story up. Like you said with the elf quest. And that's, that feels right. That feels on. But I feel stupid because the other parents are in the group. You know, the other teachers in the group, they're going to think I'm insane. You know, I mean, like all that mind talk's going on. So I doubt myself. But my instinct is, okay, well, that's where the elves live. And that's the hobbit hole up in the tree, and it gathers water when it rains. And be training the parents how to invent game worlds. And so what you do is you have them invent it or have the kids do it or have them learn from their kids and how to invent game worlds and you set up a process where that where they go and do that and it's you don't have to you're not leading it because then it's all about you and you're the only one and so what you're doing is, is creating the possibility for other parents to learn from their kids how to make game worlds or how to be in relationship with new possibility or whatever and that's a completely different context so, you know, James is sitting in an office pushing keys around from somebody. And if that is what your life is about, no wonder that people commit suicide there. I'm serious. Yeah, but, you know, they keep doing it because once you're there, there's nothing to live for except keys and territory and power and drama and vicious. That's right. Then blow yourself away. So, yeah, that you know, the whole purpose has to be something entirely different. You go into work, and you you know, your job is what? What's your what is your what's the real purpose? That's not specific enough. You know, you could walk in and you could have your basically your offer is your office is a is a shamanistic healing clinic. That's your box. So every conversation you have is in the context of shamanistic. It's about healing. So then that means you you need to become a healer for that to function. So your purpose is being becoming a healer, and that everybody who comes through your vicinity is in, only there for the purpose of healing. And you might be talking about keys, but what's actually happening is they're getting healed. And so I'm not talking about living in a fantasy. I'm talking about shifting the context of the work so that there's a different purpose than the linear purpose. There's a nonlinear purpose. And um, for you, to, you know, then you have to discover that you, that you have to talk to be a healer, or you have to move to be a healer or you have to study to be a healer, or you have to exercise to be a healer, you have to meditate to be a healer, and all of a sudden, everything's falling 
more into a different place than the dry self-manipulation. knee hurts? Your head hurts? Could you be a little more clear? I just, um, Yet it's so. just that my body has a hard time is having a really hard time with me trying to live in it or if I'm just having a really hard time trying to live in my body and and it's like I mean that if that is of concern like if that is the level at which we're concerned then that's the bottom line of our life. That's the basis. That's that's where it is. That's kind of that's the that's the game world we're in. That is the the kinds of problems that are significant to us. And what I'm saying is, if we add additional purposes to our our lives and our work, that that what that will do is it will give us higher orders of problems to deal with. And it will make that level of problem become background noise. That makes sense. You know, background noises. It's the hiss. It's just. Yeah, and like, like I've been doing it in a way that, um, like I've been doing it in a way that I do something with the hiss so that then it doesn't get to be a hiss and then it gets to be a louder hiss and then it gets to be a louder hiss and then you know the whatever blows so Like, I, 
it's like I ignore it and I ignore I try to ignore it and I try to ignore it and like you know I get then like like things were like the experiments that I was doing with Chuck were, were going really well you know like maybe I just do it to sabotage it and you know but like the experiments that I was doing were going really well and you know it's like and I could do them and you know, have it, but it's like then I get this level of internal chaos going on to where, you know, like I, I think I, like I do, like I see that, that like I create this and like I don't want to have anything to do with the event. Or whatever. And, and I see that. <laughs> I mean, I see it does keep me from and it seems like as the yeah, I don't know if the heat's gotten turned up or the stakes are higher or whatever, but it just seems like the last um like it's more predominant than less. The not not serving higher purposes. Like I see how like in so many ways I'm less. I'm, I kind of hate to say productive because it's not just about it's not just about doing, but. I don't know what the other word is, but well, that then I'm less. I guess then that means I'm less committed to higher purposes. Well, guy, whatever, all that stuff is just the hiss, but the, the, it's not the purpose. We think that the purpose is to do, finish my to-do list, but that's not it. The purpose is uh, it, it, being a healer, being an action, or being a transformer, or being a, uh, a possibility of being a, 
whatever you want to call it, being having a different purpose, you know, discovering, being an alchemist who's discovering new ways for solving problems, and new ways for relating, new ways for working in groups of people that are maximizing human capital, you know, liberating people's potential. That's, that's the purpose. My purpose is liberating people's potential. Do I have to wash the dishes? Yes. Do I have a pain in my back? Yes. Do I have to go to the doctor? Yes. Do I have to write this letter? Yes. That my purpose is liberating people's potential. So that's what I'm saying is that it's not as a fantasy, but as a as a, um, a who, who we are being. Who we are being is liberating people's potential. Ours and other people's create possibility for ourselves and others. So, like, find that thing is what I'm saying. Find the thing and then come together and let's come together and talk shop about how to fulfill the meta-purpose, how, how to make that kind of stuff happen in our lives, knowing that we're, you know, failing, we have messes in our closets, the neighbors hate us, you know, we didn't pay our phone bill, you know, our bank check, you know, you know that is all so, and... Um, We'll handle that. But that's not what our life is all about. Yes, God is in the details. And if our life is only about the details, then where's God? So, there's the... This making sense. You know, what I realized for me is like, I am, I have been making a bigger commitment to making a difference for other people. That's that's the commitment that I've been gradually making. And what I realize is that in order for me to do that, I've got to be somebody I haven't been before, okay? That to me is really scary sometimes because it doesn't matter why it's scary, but it is. And so what I do is I pull and make even bigger story about the stuff that was a story already, but it was a little story because I didn't have much at stake. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it's like, well, who am I to be big in someone else's life? Who am I to make a difference for someone else if I'm if my attic is full? Who am I to make a difference for someone else if I've got trash in my bag that hasn't been carried out? Who am I to make a difference for someone? It's an ex- total excuse, you know, for me. And I write on those excuses so that I don't have to actually ante up and and, and like take make a stand and and really be about making a difference for someone else because I don't know how to do that a lot of the time in the moment you know it's like I'm in that same conversation that I've always been in and how do I make a how do I make a difference for this other individual right now whenever I'm scared to take a risk whenever I don't know how they're going to perceive it when I'm afraid to die you know to to be killed if, if that's what they choose to do and so for me I see that in order for me to do this, I've got to become somebody that I've not been before. Not really. I've got to, to, to like, shift. So what I'm proposing is that we can't do that. We can't become somebody who we've never been before. Except by induction. Except through necessity. And that only happens if we're involved in fulfilling a purpose. The purpose, our involvement in fulfilling that 
metapurpose will induct us into being somebody who we've never been before. So it's rather suction rather than pressure. So it's we're being pulled rather than pushed. So let's, I said before the metaphor of a sailboat looks like it's being pushed by the wind, but it's not. A sailboat, the sail, actually the wind is going by and then the wind is trying to go by in the back, the front side of the sail. And it actually creates a vacuum on the front side of the sail, so the boat's being pulled through the wind, not pushed. So that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's a huge distinction for me because the pressure and the pushing sensation that I've had and the fear of that has been really getting overwhelming for me. And I've been a victim to it. And I see that if I trust life, if I trust the next moment to be the opening to where I can be pulled into something new and different, then I don't have to do it myself. You know, it's like I can't do it myself. Yeah, and see, it's been about me wanting to do it. I should be doing it. You know, I'm doing it. Yeah, everybody else looks like they're doing it. Yeah, so I should be doing it. And um, it's a big distinction. I don't have to do. I can't. What is valuable to me about how you're describing it and how you're framing it is that in doing that, in defining our meta purpose and then being pulled into it, then some, whether it succeeds or not, whatever sort of, however the experiment turns out, there's still some something to look at from it. There's some, there's some result to look at, and that's what I'm talking about to you. I'm not talking about, and I couldn't have explained it like that, I'm looking for a result. It doesn't have to be success or failure. I'm just looking for evidence that something's happening. And, and I'm not talking about asking you whether you sat or ate ice cream. or it, For me, it wasn't about any of that. It was about having you be at stake and, do, and be involved in some way that was evident, that was obvious that we could see. And, and I'm saying that to me, too. But that, that added a level of clarity. You added a level of clarity about even what the measurement then is. That there's some, in doing that, there's some evaluative component to it, which is the purpose of talking about it in this group. To learn from it, to experiment, to try again, to all that stuff. But, there's, but we have something to work with in doing it. Some result of some sort. Purpose could be that learning. To, okay, here we are. How can we do rapid learning? Let's do. Let's optim, learn as most as learn as much as we can. That's the, the meta purpose. So yes, we deliver these products. Yes, we do whatever. But our our meta purpose is learning or transformation, making transformation possible. If that was so, if that is so, and that's what this group's purpose is, at least until the next intensive then is it net then should we be reading a book i mean that that would take some time in the meeting 
for people to talk about their experiments and those and using those tools and how it's working and do we I mean is that what we should be doing from now till the intensive rather than trying to spend an hour studying a book so not every week And then just get feedback about your about our experiments. Okay. Go that way. That Does that, that sound like? A, it sounds like that could be a part of the check, check in everybody. <clears throat> well, it would be no less scary. And there would be no less amount of breakdown around it. I mean, for me, there wouldn't be. I mean, I can tell you, I walk into a room with two people I don't know whose lives are in chaos, and I'm in there experimenting on them. And sometimes I, I want to define that it works, and sometimes my definition of it would be that it hasn't worked. And, you know, somebody's gotten mad and, you know, said something and... <laughs> So I, I don't feel any, you know, any more comfortable about that than coming in and talking about Helen was mad at me or something. You know, it's like what would ha- what would it be like if we were to commit like one Tuesday night to Betty Lou's theater, and you were to come in and you were to set up the room with you know you and two clients, one of you know, two of us as clients, and you would, and we would have a certain scenario that that we would bring in for you to resolve the conflict about, and we could just practice. Well, I, that, that you know, the intensive. Intensive. well, I think he's right now. We just need to be fast. We need to, we need to learn how to think faster, talk faster, process, get through stuff, not have a drag on. Decide in advance, okay, we'll go 
go in there, I'm going to talk to this person, and here's how I'm going to do it, then, you know, that's not the purpose. That becomes a different purpose. Or nothing stops you from reading your notes and going through your notes. Like, it's like a total waste of time and a mind game for us to all bring our notes together and go over them. Like, that just seems like the very opposite of, like, the work we've been doing with Red Hawk. So, but, like, certainly, if you want to, you know, go back through Oh, am I using the black hole? Oh, am I using the whatever? Am I using the whatever? And then, like, as you report or share or whatever with other people, then that's also a reminding factor for them. But I, like, I, I would not be at all in favor of, like, just going to Okay. Anybody have a take on the Yeah, it's because it's more likely for me to go, well, the teacher didn't like what I did with 
the group on that particular thing, and I'll focus on the teacher's reaction rather than thinking that they had a report. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, though. If, if we're about bringing people alive, waking up ourselves, staying alive ourselves, and, and bringing other people into life that they haven't experienced before, that is going to be, we are going to get reactions. I mean, it's like, how can we not? Because they're going to start having experiences based on. But that, but, but for me, then the difference looking is that what what is valuable for me and the thing that I take away to work on is not their reaction. It is my experiment and what I need to, how I need to adjust or try again. Or that to me is the difference. And taking away and, and you know coming home and talking about this guy and how he, what he did and how he reacted keeps me in the same place I've always been it's just taking things personally not respecting me and all that I, that's why I stay stuck there so that's a big one for me too about that very excited about that and really feel like that I can try it I can try it now in a different way simply for the sake of trying it not for trying to save somebody's life, save their marriage, trick, get them off the drama triangle, all that stuff. I can be in there and experiment, which is I haven't done.